This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. My heart is in the east, and I in the uttermost west. These words were penned by Jewish poet Yehuda Halevi in 1924, and they've never been truer. My most recurring dream is that my husband and I have made Aliyah. The details change, the timing changes, the exact locus of our home varies, but over and over again, I dream of returning to Israel. Where does this intense love and connection come from? God promises the Jewish people the land of Israel at least 55 times throughout the Torah. Over and over, he tells our ancestors and then the people through Moses that the land is theirs, that they would acquire it, that he would bring them to the land flowing with milk and honey. This promise punctuates and animates all five books of Moses as the ultimate destination, the purpose of all their problems. The failings of the Jewish people, on the other hand, through their 40 years in the desert, mostly involve losing faith in that promise, in God's and Moses' ability or desire to shepherd them through the journey on the way. Of Momentum's four goals, in fact, one of them is to engage with Israel. Momentum educates and activates Jewish men and women to go back to their hometowns and speak with confidence and pride of the land of Israel to be an upstander and an advocate from a place of knowledge, assertiveness, and love. Longtime Russian refusenik Rabbi Yosef Mendelevich, in his memoir, Unbroken Spirit, describes his deep desire to go to Israel without even knowing what it was. This is what he wrote from his perspective as a young adult in 1981. In those days, very few were granted permission to emigrate to Israel, but Aunt Fania, old and infirm, managed successfully to make the journey. Aunt Fania went on to send us letters and a postcard from Kfar Giladi, my first geographic reference point in Israel. In her letters, she wrote of Tel Chai and Joseph Trumpledor. And that colorful postcard depicting a swimming pool opened my first small window onto the country. I gazed through a magnifying glass at the postcards every tree and counted all the people it depicted, astonished to see so many Jews gathered in a single place. My imagination sought some foothold in reality, and from that day forward, I knew my life would not be a chain of random actions, but would be dedicated to a single purpose. Anti-Israel propaganda appeared in the press accompanied by a spirit of anti-Semitism that wafted through the Russian streets. One day, I was assaulted at school by Kostya Borov, the son of an officer. Save Russia! Strike the Jews! he screamed. My shyness may have aroused my adversaries to hit me, but I was physically strong and had no problem returning blows. During one fight, I was nearly run over by a streetcar. In another... I was hit in the head with a rock. I took pride in my bandaged skull, as though I were a soldier wounded in battle. But all this only buttressed the walls of my burgeoning faith. Jewish wisdom teaches that both time and space carry holiness. There are sacred moments throughout the Jewish calendar, such as Shabbat, Yom Kippur, and other holidays. 
And then there are sacred moments that we create. Weddings, b'nai mitzvah, acts of kindness. And there are sacred spaces as well. There are spaces that are inherently sacred, and then there are spaces that humans can make sacred, depending on what we do there. A synagogue becomes sacred, not because its wood and steel are holy, but because that space is sanctified by what happens therein. And then there are some places that contain sparks of holiness no matter what happens there. In fact, in the realm of sacred space, Jewish wisdom teaches of concentric circles of such holiness. In the Torah portion this week, we learn of the inherent specialness and holiness of the land of Israel. That's why moving to Israel is called Aliyah, which means to ascend, because we rise up in spiritual stature when we go to Israel. By the way, that's also why being called to the Torah in synagogue is called an Aliyah, because one physically ascends the bima, the platform. In Israel, there are four especially holy cities, Tzfat, Hebron, Tiberias, and Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, the holiest spot is the area of the former temple, the Temple Mount, now demarcated by the Western Wall. On the Temple Mount, the holiest spot was where the Holy of Holies used to be, and there's actually a small tunnel on the side of the Kotel Plaza where one can enter and pray in a tiny little spot, which is directly opposite the site of the Holy of Holies, where the temple stood 2,000 years ago. The land of Israel is called in Torah literature, the palace of the king, that when we come to Israel, we are entering God's palace and that we should tread with awe and reverence there. On the other hand, Israel is our home, and it's a place that, for many Jews, feels like the only place where they can feel at home. My husband recently visited Israel, and he was amazed to see a renaissance of synagogues in the city of Tel Aviv. Surprised, he asked one of the locals about the spiritual revival in a mostly secular city. The Israeli told him that there's recently been a huge influx of French Jews to Israel, escaping anti-Semitism, who flock to Tel Aviv because its cosmopolitan spirit reminds them of Paris. These Jewish people are Sephardi and therefore very traditional-minded in their Jewish observance, hence the religious renaissance in Tel Aviv. At this very moment, dozens of Ukrainian Jews are making Aliyah too. Some of my very own relatives made Aliyah decades ago in response to the threat of the Holocaust. So, on the one hand, Israel has this sacred reverence, this tiptoeing holiness that sparks awe in the palace of the king. And on the other, Israel is the only place where Jews of all types, of all nationalities, of all ages can let down their hair and literally feel at home. Both are true. Both are real. Both are magnificent gifts. When our oldest daughter, Miriam, went to Israel for the first time when she was 18 years old, she immediately fell in love. Mom, she said, everyone here is my family. They tell me what to do because they love me and they care about me because they're mine. As they say in Israel, Targishu Babayit, please feel at home because Israel is your holy home. So... Feel holy and feel at home.
This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Join Rookie again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.